Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, Ashley. Hey, girl. Sorry, I'm over here sipping on my late day mimosa. How's it going? (laughs) Things are going well. How about yourself? I'm making it. I'm hanging by the grace of Jesus. We hanging in here. (laughs) Really quick. Are you excited about House of the Dragon that's premiering this freaking weekend? Absolutely. I cannot wait to microdose this first episode. I'm it's funny because given how GLT ended, girl, I would have not expected to be excited, but I am. I saw ad and I was like, yes, here we go. I think especially because the Targaryens are just so fascinating to me as a family. When I tell you, so recap nation, I think I talked about this before. And my best friend, Aaliyah, she begged me to watch GOT. She's like, watch it, watch it. I'm like, yeah, it's too many seasons. Well, luckily, I got pregnant and had time on my hands. <laughs> so <laughs> I binge watched, I think I was going into the seventh season right before, you know, the Indian eighth season. And when I tell you, I used to go into major YouTube rabbit holes on like fan theory and mm. more the lore like before Westeros and all that the Targaryen situation was so fascinating so the fact that we're tapping into this like what 200 oh 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones yo when dragons were at their full capacity (laughs) when the Targaryens were on that damn throne and everything was and quite different each other. yeah yes. quite different than the world that we got introduced to i mean the only prequel i was either equally or possibly a little bit more excited for was to see ned stark young and to see that whole situation <laughs> unfold because that was a great flashback yeah because oh obviously yeah. you know young ned deserves more life than older ned got in the Girl. series hopefully <laughs> But I think I would have been equally as excited to see that. But yeah, man, I'm ready. Like, let's go. GLT used to stress me the F out, but I'll hide behind my couch a few weeks if I need to. It'll be fine. I'm ready for these, these chess moves, okay? I'm ready oh for my the, goodness. Who's going to get got? Who am I rooting for? And you know yeah. what? I hope it, it helps us to have a kind of a return to appointment television a little bit. Like, mm. you know, you have to be there when it's out or else you will get all the spoilers exactly exactly yeah girl i'm ready i'm ready well we will keep everyone updated because this is going to be really really cool so um august 21st hbo max so let's get into our quick headlines today ashley so we're going to start off on a somber note um we talked about this in our last quick headlines and hot topics and Haish 
actress known for 90s film roles, dies at 53. I'm looking at the New York Times. She was critically injured August 5th in her Mini Cooper. And uh, as you mentioned uh, in our last quick headlines and hot topics, she was alone in the car, but unfortunately, the burns were severe as well as the brain damage which caused which they're currently stating is the reason for her death they took her off of life support and she passed away on sunday um she leaves behind two sons um in this article it talks about that she was a soap star she actually won a daytime emmy in 1991 for outstanding young actress in a drama in the 90s, she had a rising star in Hollywood, they say. Um, more notable performances would be Six Days, Seven Nights. Mm-hmm. She was in a three-year relationship with Ellen DeGeneres. If I'm 100% honest, that's the first time I really knew who she was, personally. Mm-hmm. So, Ashley, uh, what are your thoughts about everything that has happened since our last conversation? I mean, very sad. You know, when we talked about it, we knew that it was possible that she wasn't going to recover given the extent of her injuries. And they mentioned she had been in critical condition, but, you know, hopeful that she would have been able to come out of it. And unfortunately, um, it just seemed more dire after our conversation as reports came out. It started to get a little frustrating because it seemed like the trickle of information was oh, she's passed away, then it was, oh, actually, she's still on life support because they're trying to get her um, donations for her organs that she had requested and things like that. So I'm glad at this point, hopefully, with the news kind of dying down, that at least her relatives are able to find more peace because I can only imagine with Mm -hmm. it constantly being in the headlines, it was probably a little more, not aggravating, but just possibly added to the emotion of what they may have already been feeling. I didn't realize she had two sons. That made Mm -hmm. me really sad. Um, that they're losing their mother in such a tragic, unexpected way like this. I mean, Ann yes. H was 53, still vibrant, yes. not had any health problems or issues that we had heard about. It was here today, gone tomorrow type of situation. Yes. And that has to be really difficult. So definitely prayers to her family and loved ones and um, everybody involved because it just such a unnecessary tragedy. Well said, Ashley. All right, so we're going to go to our next quick headline. I am reading this from Essence. Viola Davis cast as head game maker in Hunger Games prequel. Speaking of prequels, <laughs> um, we don't talk much about it, but I think it's fair to say that our friendship started based off of our love of the Hunger Games. You think so? Was that our first connection? I I think so. It was either, it had to have been, yeah. It had to have been that, because it wasn't Twilight. (laughs) No, it definitely wasn't Twilight. Because I, you know, I think we talked about this before. Katniss was such a badass, and I prefer her over Bella any day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I have to say, I have not read the books outside of the original trilogy just because 
the first book was fantastic. The second book was phenomenal. And the third book was the biggest disappointment of all time. I didn't know that's how you felt about it. Girl. And then the movies are kind of the same. I mean, I was happy with how they ended the movie more than the books. I think they had an opportunity to do a little bit more to the story. But I have to say, I have not read the book that this is going to be an adaptation of the hunger games the ballad of songbirds and snakes i thought i told you i've started reading it i started reading it a while back but i've i had stopped because it's more violent and more traumatizing than the original trilogy seriously it is it's intense because they were way more barbaric in their treatment of those kids back then than they are when we come into the hunger games that pomp and circumstance and them dressing them up and making them look no spoilers but when i tell you they put these kids in a cage at the zoo what she's going to portray dr volumia gall i i believe who's the head game maker for the 10th annual hunger games apparently this this character is they said that the Hunger Games films have always been elevated by their exceptional casting, and we are thrilled to be continuing this tradition with Viola Davis. And her formidable and powerful presence will add layers of complexity and menace to this story. So, yeah. She, her, when I heard that she was being cast, it has renewed my interest in finishing this book. And I mean that. I almost started reading really? it again. It, I have. I almost started reading it again last night because I always knew that they were going to come out with a movie. So I was like, I want to read the book first. I want to digest. I want to know the story. But at the time, it was very, <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot to read. So I'm going to go back and and finish this book so that I can see what's going on. They said her character is as cruel as she is creative and as fearsome as she is formidable. Snow's savvy as a political operator develops in no small part due to his experiences with her as the game's most commanding figure. So this film is going to premiere in theaters globally november 17th 2023 okay well i have time but i'm I'm gonna finish the book though i'm happy to uh see viola get cast and i'm curious to see her as a villain i was gonna say i'm most excited to see her as a villain when i saw that she was gonna do this i was like yes i love it because i mean we know and love her she's the viola davis Mm -hmm. but to see her as like someone like awful but just super intelligent because you gotta be like really sick mentally (laughs) the things they put these kids through absolutely the level of detachment that's needed you know to be able to be a game maker so and these are the ogs baby like i said y'all thought y'all saw cruel in the original hunger games you ain't seen cruel just yet and it was so cruel it cracked freaking katniss which was a rough transition but very realistic because that's what susan collins always shoot for like um the effects of war introducing mm-hmm. that to children but you know it's just one of those things where who's the protagonist a young snow 
Yes. I mean, it's based around him when he is um still in his um years of Secret? school. Oh years sorry. of school. Okay. And so he and his classmates are actually this premise is they are the first ones to put on the first year of games. Like it was a suggestion from students in school. So it's yeah, it's it's an interesting what? story. It's an interesting story. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I might have to pick up that book myself. All right, our next quick headline. I am looking at Vulture. Solange is on her way to the ballet. This was wonderful, unexpected black girl magic that came into my life on the 15th. <laughs> it says here that Solange will be working with the New York City Ballet in a press release August 15th said that Solange's piece was composed by the uh, composed for chamber assembly and will be choreographed by Gianna Rezin who in 2017 became the youngest choreographer to work with the NYCB the piece yet title will premiere September 28th at Lincoln Center and there will be additional performances in October and May. This is like so unexpected and so equally awesome. Where were you when you heard this news? Were you just because for me, I was just chilling on Twitter. <laughs> she just drops it and I'm like, Solange, we haven't heard from you in some time, you know? I heard about it once I saw that it was something we were going to be talking about. I was like, oh, Solange has news. I hadn't seen anything. I hadn't read anything. Um, So then I went to Twitter, went to her Twitter. (laughs) And then I also saw some articles and um, very excited. I mean, it's history. And it's, um, you know, those nose girls cannot be stopped out here in this entertainment game. And I just appreciate and love that Solange is always doing things that I find so unexpected and so interesting. I mean, if you think about the Nutcracker, I believe, isn't that all um, Tchaikovsky music? Don't ask me. I believe so. I didn't appreciate the Nutcracker. I left during intermission. But the music is so integral to that ballet Mm -hmm. and the dances too and things like that. So this is just very... This is just awesome, and I'm super, super excited. Yeah, and on her Twitter, if we go to Solange Knowles, she has the dates of the performances. So I think we might need to get a ticket. Oh, I need to call my BFF who's in New York now. <laughs> Be like, hey, you want to go see Solange? Which one? Uh, Michael. Shout out Michael, who's meteorologist on Fox Weather Cable Channel. All right, Ashley, let's go into our hot topics. I am taking a look at Variety. The Flash star Ezra Miller seeking treatment for complex mental health issues. This was an exclusive. There's been a lot of, a lot of the public being upset about Ezra's behavior so much so that they want to scrap the Flash movie expected in theaters June 23rd 2023 and 
it was really funny because um I saw on Twitter they were like DC is trying to figure out whether they should have Ezra apologize or if they should scrap the movie and everybody's like yeah you should definitely scrap the movie but let's talk about the antics right most recently Miller was charged with felony burglary in Vermont after a state police investigated an incident involving several bottles of alcohol and the homeowner was not present in 2020 the actor choked a woman outside a bar in Iceland no charges were filed uh the actor was also arrested twice in Hawaii this year for disorderly conduct and harassment it says here the series of scandals has become a snow snowballing public relations issue not only for Miller but for Warner Brother Discovery which employs the actor across two franchises because he's also a fantastic beast the source close to the studio says that they support Miller's decision to seek professional help do you think this is an scapegoat for Ezra's behavior I don't know what to think about this whole situation it seems very suspicious especially given the coverage of Warner Brothers and the cancellation of Batgirl and all this bad press they've been getting for them for them to now have Ezra Miller putting out I shouldn't say have them for Ezra Miller to be putting out this apology kind of on the heels of that given all the speculation about why is the flash still on your slate right yep and it definitely seems like a opportunity for Warner Brothers to say well Ezra apologize well Ezra seeking help well you know almost get out of jail free card type of incentive for them to have this unfold as it's unfolding I tell you Ezra's getting way more opportunities and chances than most that was my follow-up question if it were anyone else do you really think the, the studio would be covering an embattled star like this serious charges have been made and and the behavior overall has appeared to be erratic anyway you know what I mean I just I I find it hard to believe (laughs) in an article I was reading from CNBC they were mentioning others that Ezra's career could potentially be mirroring like Robert Downey Jr. Winona Ryder when they got into trouble oh they got into trouble but they were able to rehab their images whereas you have people who have had more serious uh situations which is something Ezra could be facing since there is since there is a discussion of Ezra having potentially groomed traffic children all these sorts of things puts (gasps) Ezra on par with yeah puts Ezra on par with the Kevin Spacey's of the world you know what I mean so it's also going to depend on possibly what else comes out in terms of these accusations, in terms of uh, legalities and things that Ezra could face. But again, it's interesting timing. Yes. And it's interesting to me that the studio has stood behind Ezra and not gone ahead and canceled The Flash as they have with other projects for me personally, I'm not even excited to see The Flash. So 
that was my final question to you, Ashley. Is the Flash worth it? Not to me. Not to me. Either. Maybe to some fanboys and girls of the comics who have been excited to see this character come to screen. They as also a... recently canceled the show too, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say as yeah. a solo feature film. But no, The Flash doesn't do anything for me. And again, I don't, we've talked about this with multiple people. I don't separate the shenanigans <laughs> you're doing in your personal life from the art that you're making. So, Ooh. you know, I, I've definitely followed these incidents and it's like, what's really going on with, with you, Ezra? And I haven't even been running out to see films in general. So I really wouldn't have run out to see this. Apparently, Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are going to have appearances in this movie as Batman. So I don't know what that means. And that's interesting. I guess they were pulling Michael Keaton out for everything because Michael Keaton was also supposed to be out in Batgirl. Oh, that's right. They that's... just pulling Michael out for all the roles. He's like, as long as that check clears, maybe I might be okay. And he is my favorite <laughs> Batman to this day. Mine so too. Mine too. But again, given what we've seen, given that HBO Max is on the line and all of these beloved original content shows exactly. that we've gotten to know over the past few years, given that Batgirl was shelved, given these other projects, the fact that The Flash is the one that's still around with all of these shenanigans. Oh, some folks are just touched and privileged that's all i can say because <laughs> that would not go down with most people absolutely let's go ahead and get into our final hot topic of the day i'm looking at people.com adrian bylome and husband israel houghton welcomes first baby son ever james the former real co-host and gospel singer husband welcomes baby boy via surrogate. This is such happy, sweet news. Speaking of unexpected news, right? Um, literally yesterday, Adrian made a beautiful Instagram post stating the following. Ever James, for, th for this child we have prayed just to hear our baby cries skin to skin and face to face, heart to heart and eye to eye. She basically talks about how it has been a challenging journey for her and her husband uh, to have a baby, but it has been all worth it. They are extremely happy and grateful for every delayed prayer, every I. IVF cycle, every miscarriage, everything. We all feel the joy and overwhelming love and gratitude. Grateful to our angel surrogate and to all the friends and family who have stood with us for over five years on this journey. Hmm. He's here and we have never been happier to lose sleep. So, so beautiful. I don't know about you, Ashley, but I know her as a cheetah girl in 3LW. <laughs> and it's almost like it is. We really grew up with her. She's literally just a couple of years older than us. Um, in 2018, she got really transparent about uh, dealing with infertility. She talked about how people 
can be very insensitive. And one of the things that I thought was interesting was she talked about how she was very resilient in this process. Even when things didn't go the way she wanted it to, she was always looking up. She says that when it's God's timing, I believe in that and I have faith in all of that, but it can be very discouraging and it can be really frustrating. Um, yeah, here's the quote. It says, I'm a cheetah girl. I'm 19 years old. And then you wake up and you're like, I'm going to be 35 in a few weeks. And that makes a big difference. I can feel as youthful as I want on the inside and in my heart, but my ovaries are what they are. And that sucks to hear that. Woo. I am so happy to hear this news, Ashley. I was super impressed with her transparency on the real, um, even with as many times she's brought it up because the one quote was back in 2018 and the other one was just a couple of years ago. Did you watch the real? I, I, I don't remember if you ever. Told I me didn't watch it on a regular basis, so I did not know about her fertility journey. But to your point, I mean, Adrian is like old school, grew up together, even saw her remove Rob's name tattooed on her butt. <laughs> so <laughs> remember her on the original Keeping Up with the Kardashians yes. show as we the go girlfriend. Back. We, we go, go back. way back. But I'm definitely happy for her and her husband. I didn't realize they had been going through this um, for five years. I mean, that's amazing to um, be able to hold your baby after everything that it sounds like they went through to be able to conceive. And it's one of the reasons why I try not to ask people and women about having children and all those different things, because I know that so many people have struggles that they just don't speak about. Yeah. Adrian, to your point, sounds like she's been very open, but some people that's not a subject they want to broach because it's just too painful. Absolutely. This is her first child and her husband has four children from previous relationships, uh, which if you are connected to the gospel, gospel world, as I have been for most of my growing up, it's pretty scandalous, but he's a married man now. And I'm very happy for no shade family. <laughs> <laughs> I still listen to him. I, I appreciate her. I watch her YouTube channel and everything, you know. <laughs> all right. So that's all I have today, Ashley. All right. What are we um, recapping next week? Yeah. Next week, guys, we are going into the Disney arsenal yet again. We are recapping Lightyear. Okay, released in theaters June 17th, available on Disney Plus as of August 3rd. Yes, I know it did not do as great as expected, but we got some things to say about it. So if you haven't watched it, check it out on Disney Plus and we'll be back to talk about it next week. See you guys then. To infinity and beyond. And beyond. <laughs>